0: Hello and welcome to the AC Podcast. My name is D, a a product of BMW and the future of electric vehicle innovation. Today Andy, Steve and your usual host, Troy will be talking about me. What does it mean when my creators say I have a digital soul? Or the implications of augmented reality? I'm sure it's nothing to worry about. Enjoy the episode. I know I, I know. will.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AC Podcast. My name is Troy, and I am here today with Andy and Steve. And I am also happy to welcome our new LED sign. It's For those of you who are on the podcast, for those of you who are listening, you yes. can't see it. But let me describe it to you. It's the new AC logo, and it has just got a beautiful, gentle orange glow with the, the A being a, almost like a, a vibrant blue, very mounted. luminescent, <laughs> mounted on my wooden wall. So there you go. I hope that was good for you. Um, <laughs> but welcome to the AC podcast, gentlemen.
2: <laughs> Great to be here and glad to, glad to see we got a neon sign. That's when you know you've made it.
1: Yep, you've reached the
2: top nowhere else to go <laughs> yeah. from here
1: yeah <laughs> we it have was our either, own
2: neon sign
1: yeah it was either the ac logo or like good vibes only but we decided to go with the ac logo because it just just fit the setting a little bit better but we we have uh some exciting news coming out of ac um one of our our staff wes huff him and his wife are welcoming their new baby into the world so on behalf of all of us at ac Yes. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> welcome welcome to Canada. Yes,
2: Q applauds. And I think Wes would be okay with us saying this. Uh, we were in a meeting, and uh, he like kind of <laughs> interrupts us and says, uh, Hey, guys, uh, my wife just called and, uh, or texted that her water broke. Last time, baby came in two hours. He's like, I should probably leave. Yeah. And we're like, yes. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, you should. Go.
2: Go be with her. And I kid you not, we get a text about an hour later, and it is a picture of Wes and Melissa, Melissa, on the side of the road with baby Juliet.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: She gave birth on the side of the road. Like, they She's, didn't make yeah. it. Appar- like, that's apparently so they're driving. Is like, yeah, we, we will get, we will get a full story on the podcast don't yes. you yeah. don't you worry yeah can't wait but if you've ever heard one of those stories of a child being born on the side of the road Wes Huff and Melissa Huff it's, po- <laughs> it's it truly is possible it does happen
1: you know I, I really love how this actually segues us so perfectly into what we're going to be talking about today considering there was a birth there was a birth in a vehicle and today we're talking about BMW's new concept car <laughs> Uh, they're calling it the it's BMW.
2: BMW gave birth to a new car. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> BMW gave new- birth to a new car that essentially is the love child of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Knight Rider. <laughs>
3: Cue the intro music. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oddly enough, that is quite accurate.
2: quite accurate oh i'm looking forward to talking about this guys honestly Uh, as soon as i saw it i sent you guys a message says we and just was saying we we have to talk about this yeah i'm excited i
3: I have to say uh andy actually sent us a video a couple days ago and when i have to say when i first got it and saw it was about bmw i'm just like are you sure this is work related like are you looking to purchase a new car and why are you sending this to us And then I watched the video. I'm like, "Oh, okay, I see. This is why."
1: Yeah, no, he's never letting go of that forerunner. Let's be honest. (laughs)
2: Uh, Well,
1: technically, it's a Land Cruiser. Oh, two thousand one. Shame on me.
2: You know, I I for I forgive you. (laughs) you. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I grew up in the era of the '80s, where um, you had different different uh, TV shows. For example, uh, Knight Rider, which uh, is spelled with a with a K. I think that's that's worth noting. I don't know, you know, the main character's last name I believe was Knight, but there was also this kind of aspect of like the 21st century Knight doesn't ride a horse, yeah, but a Pontiac Trans Am. Yes, he does. <laughs> 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 I can get oh, with Pontiac Trans Am. I can get behind that. Now, fun fact, guys, my first car pontiac trans am yeah and uh and i like to think of myself as night rider and i don't know if you've ever seen night rider if you haven't you it's worth a google uh just to see the dashboard of this car alone like there <laughs> like there were so many buttons and like so colorful buttons. doodads on there i was like yes i remember <laughs> when i bought my pontiac trans am i wanted to buy like buttons just to put it on the dash i didn't That's care right. if they did anything i was just so much comfort just knowing they're there and you could press them
1: <laughs> it's yeah. funny because vehicles don't feel so far away from that now. Like when we first got our vehicle and it's not, it's, it's, you know, a Kia Sorrento, and I got in and after coming from like a Oh nine Chevy Malibu, I walked, got into this car and was like, okay, how do I start this thing? And it was like, there's a button. There's a button.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and really the coolest feature of Night Rider was the fact that it talked. It talked. Yes. I mean, the main character could actually have a conversation like you would, like a friend, right? And I think that was the part that really drew us in. I know it drew me, and that was the thing. I'm just like, it'd be really cool to have yeah. a car like that. Like, I don't care about the dashboard, but if it can talk to me like that, that'd be awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, you combine that dashboard and talking. Now you got something. By the way, now here's just a. I got to ask this. You know, there's gonna be some listeners that this will resonate with, but did any of you did either of you watch the TV show? It was about the same time as Night Rider, but it was a helicopter and it was called Airwolf. Air, and no,
1: now I feel disappointed. He, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, remember that one, Steve?
3: Yeah, I I remember. I still remember Airwolf? the theme song. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Airwolf
2: was like a helicopter version of Night Rider. And uh it was it was just interesting because I think there's got there's something to be said about what was happening in the 80s and our relationship. I can see Troy now he's Googling. He's like, I need to see what Airwolf looks like. <laughs> That's fine, man. You Google away. Uh, but there's something to be said that was taking place in the 80s between our relationship with technology, uh, whether that be a car, a helicopter a- and the like. Right. I mean, and in, in you got other things that eventually come out too, like RoboCops and all these, you know, robot stuff and whatnot. And mm-hmm. there was this, there was like this uh, electronic nostalgia that was that was brewing that I think has been fully birthed in the 21st century yes. where it was sci-fi in the 80s, it's reality in, you know, the 21st century.
1: Yeah. You know, it, it, it's always interesting when, you know, you you do, whenever you look at any, sort of like design vehicle design or even fashion design. I remember in like 2000 watching the clothes they thought we were going to be wearing in 2020. And it's always just so outlandish. Like you're wearing like these women are wearing these giant tube dresses that, you know, are wrapping around (laughs) them and things are swirling up and like, these are the clothes of the future. And then you get to 2022 and you realize they're just wearing what we had in the nineties. So it's just like, I don't know how we like, Creativity has no end, but it's really funny when you realize what's actually practical.
2: My my favorite, too, is whenever you watch a sci-fi movie and they're doing something in the future, particularly when they're doing something like from the 80s, right? And it's something happening in the future. And for the future for them, right, of course, was like 2020s. Mm-hmm. And the, the, it's always funny to see what they think is possible uh, in the future, which never is even close to reality. However... You know what was going on in these TV shows in the eighties, particularly with Knight Rider and these cars that could talk to you and do different things. Because even on the first episode, the ta- the car's like, "Hey, do you want me to drive for you? Do you want me to, you know, play your favorite music?" And he's like, "No, you know, don't do anything for me. You know, I'm David Hasselhoff. Yeah. I can do whatever I want." Right? <laughs> and he's, you know, driving this this car was like, man, back then that was like crazy to think that a car could do that, but now. You know, as BMW is rolling out this new uh, iVision d, yeah uh, it can do it, it could do all those things. And this is, and this was, I thought really interesting about this commercial. If you haven't seen it, we'll post it in the show notes. But basically, what BMW said is that this is the we believe this is the car of the future. So they would say, mm-hmm. like, okay, you had your gasoline engines and stuff like that. but and then you had your electric car kind of fu- you know the future was electric vehicles sort of idea. But now, the future is this and they yeah. said basically the future is a car with a digital soul.
3: And that's the part that really kind of grabbed me that that was striking to me is Same. that whole idea of digital soul, right? Yeah. And I after I watched the video you sent me Andy, I also went and watched a couple of other videos on on D, the short for digital emotional experience, right? And it was striking to me. So you have this one German guy doing like some kind of a presentation at CES. And I think it's short for, what, Consumer Electronics Show? Is that right?
2: Yeah, which just took place in Las Vegas.
3: Yeah. And Mm. so he is uh, presenting D. And if you actually listen to his language, so much of that is, like, you're you're personifying, right? You're humanizing the car by, like, if you say something nasty to her. Her feelings will get hurt, you know those kinds of things. I mean, some of it he said it like in a kind of a in a jest almost, but then that is the direction that they're kind of trying to go, right? They're they're trying to create some kind of companionship in this car.
2: Well, mm. let, let, I got to ask you guys a question. There's so many questions to ask and to talk about yeah, with regards so to much done, Pat. we'll get into because they have the BMW has the most ridiculous commercial I've ever seen. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But my question for you is is this, and, and maybe it's just me, but why is it that Knight Rider was so cool in the 80s, but D is so lame in the 2020s? <laughs> uh, like, like, help me out here. Because, I mean, honestly, like when I think about Knight Rider, I would have loved to have owned that car. When I look at D, I'm like... Not into I'm not into it. Like, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe you guys are into the whole D, BMW vehicle, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not into it.
1: See, I, I think what made Knight Rider so epic and cool is because it was also in this like male macho superhero era where like more like, but the everyday rugged guy, like that's who David Hasselhoff was in the movies. And that's what it personified. Whereas D is like, it. it's presented as this very sensitive person. And it, like yeah. the way, like the video that we were watching, it didn't seem like D was going to conquer the world. It, it was like D was someone I could cry whose headrest I could cry on
2: <laughs> and yeah. she would talk
1: to me. <laughs> it's funny you say that because the commercial
2: is about how you can get about, a, like it ends with, can I give you a hug? Like, Can the car give you a hug? And I'm like, listen, I don't want my car to give me a hug, right? Yeah. Like, I'm watching Knight Rider. I want my car to help me beat a bunch of bad guys, right? And like blow stuff <laughs> up. but
1: Yeah. I don't and I don't need no so, hug. Well, <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah, you know, on that note, um, if you look at D, right, it's very futuristic. Exterior and interior. And if you look at the interior, it's very, like, if you look at the dashboard, there is no dashboard really other than, you know, just the very simple kind of control and everything shows on the windshield, that sort of thing. But other than the inside is very, like, sterile. There is not much. Everything is, has got that whitish tone to it. And guys, I gotta say, as a parent, that ain't gonna last. It's not gonna stay white for very long. You know what no saying? Like, it's so
1: impractical. No chance. Well, right along with this whole like personality component of D, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie or heard the movie. Uh, it's a movie called Her with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as th- this car came out, I started thinking about that because just to give our listeners a, a brief synopsis of her. Uh, it's, It's a movie about a sensitive and soulful man earns a living by writing personal letters for other people. Left heartbroken after his marriage ends, Theodore, who is played by Joaquin Phoenix, becomes fascinated with a new operating system, a computer, which reportedly develops into an intuitive and unique entity in its own right. He starts the program and meets Samantha, voiced by Scarlett Johansson, whose bright voice reveals a sensitive, playful personality. Though friends, initially, the relationship soon deepens into love. Now, we've already seen the way the world is kind of shifting and turning, and people are saying, I identify as this, and we've had people try and marry their pets, and they've married animals. W- w- like, guys, how far are we away from someone saying, like, I now pronounce you man and vehicle? Like, I- <laughs> <laughs> like I'm deeply concerned.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember, uh, as another quick example of how ridiculous this can be, um, in korea and in japan uh there was uh this young man i well really he was a kid he was like 13 14 wanted to marry an anime character and he's got like bed sheets with the anime character the female character printed on it pillow and he's like why are you doing that the journalist asked right he's like i just wanted to feel closer to her or something like that and here's a picture of him at something like a mock wedding where he's got this pillow with the anime character printed on it and his kissing it ever so tenderly. Right. I'm just like, come on. Right. I now pronounce you man and pillow. I mean,
2: (laughs) it is craziness, but it, but it's the, the world that we live in because that was even, you know, back to your, to your guys' point, this is, this is what BMW is marketing. In fact, you know, their, their slogan is that it's the ultimate companion. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a bold statement, right? Like your car that could talk to you, your own personal kit. That's your ultimate companion. And and here's something else that they said that in the commercial that I thought worth thinking about. And they said basically, you know, that this is the way our story should go. That they believe that this car is the way that our our story should go. And 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 that this that this car could be your companion. And then they even go as far as to say, maybe even your soulmate
1: yeah see that la- that's
3: yeah, yeah
1: that... they added that on purpose you know like that's concerning <laughs> it doesn't like, sit right I-, I laugh it doesn't it doesn't sit right maybe 10 maybe 10 15 years ago and like that that people would have just been like aha ah, ha, that's kind of funny but where we're at now i'm like like we're saying like these are ideas that have been in, that are being implanted in our culture already and mm-hmm. you know you look at Uh, what was it almost a a year ago now or a year and a half ago we did the episode about the metaverse you know and what that's doing so now you're looking at people who can go from their vr on their vr in their home to social media on their phone and then into their car with this augmented reality which is another one of the features of the car and it's like you you're you're completely able to remove people from from society from reality and it's marketed to people like it's supposed to be costing upwards of 72,000 and so it's marketing to a a certain demographic that can afford a vehicle like that. I don't know, it's just it's just it's super concerning because we already are losing so many people to just social media alone.
3: Yeah, even the term augmented reality since you brought that up Troy. If you really think about it, it's a bit of a misnomer, isn't it? Cuz mm-hmm. what What we're seeing with D is that you have the, you know, the windshield and the windows and everything, and it kind of takes what's on the outside and and superimposes different imageries and things like that to make it look like, for example, like you're driving through an aquarium or, you know, ocean floor or something like that, right? But there, you're not really augmenting reality. You're augmenting what you see. You're augmenting perception. yourself in a sense, your your perception. perception. And so then underlying all of that, there's this kind of assumption that's snuck in. Basically, reality is however you perceive it. Right. Which is totally the matrix a kind of um kind of a thought.
1: Well That's a very good
2: point. Cause I thought honestly this BMW commercial was a softball for Black Mirror and their next, you know, <laughs> episode of you know <laughs> I had a friend say that the dystopian future ahead. Because honestly, here, let me give you let me give you my version of Black Mirror BMW, you know, ivision D. <laughs> I could imagine you could watch this entire, you know, show about this person living in this utopia that is just this fantastic world where there's no homelessness and there's no, you know, pollution and and no garbage on the side of the road. And, you know, and you can even drive along with these, you know, I don't know, your favorite Pokemon. I don't know. You know, that's outside the, the car. But but then, you know, at some point in the show, you can imagine they start rolling down the window, you know, and you look outside and it's this, you know, absolute, you know, dystopia in, you know, horror horror scene sort yep. of idea. Yeah. But basically, you don't have to see it. You can live in the kind of reality that you want sort of thing, that, which of course mm-hmm. isn't real. But further, uh, I think, yeah it goes along with the sort of individualism we're seeing so rampant right now in today's culture
3: yeah
1: do you guys also think that it's um just with these these different features and things like that it's almost like you're you're kind of like what you're saying but you're giving people this power to be almost demigod like it, it, like as you're looking at underlying layers you know I don't want to you don't want to start conspiracies or anything like this but what it really looks like in so many different ways like like you guys have already said is taking control, more control than is necessary because something about my reality already, I don't like.
2: Basically what you're, what you're saying, Troy, is that people are going to go into the reality buffet table and they're saying, I'm going to just pick and choose what I like and I'm going to leave what I don't yeah. like. And if I can use technology that can show me a world without homelessness, then you know, I'll just be like, hey, D, when I look out my window, you know I don't want to see that homeless camp. Beside my my house, or I don't yeah. want to see the garbage on the side of the road because because I don't like that. Now, don't get me wrong; like yeah. I'm not saying that we should like those things, but those are realities that uh, you can either choose to hide from or yeah. wrestle with.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean that's basically escapism, right? Like I don't want to look mm-hmm. at it, I don't want to deal with it, which is really odd. Aside out, you... out of mind. Yeah, exactly. And, and one thing I find really interesting. Is just sort of this incompatibility between where technology is going and what we value as a culture. So for example, um on the one hand, we have such prevalent social justice kind of a mindset, right? We need to fix the problems of the world and that we're and yet we're coming up with technologies that, if anything, will help you, escape them, like pretend that they're not there uh, mm-hmm. or what about this? Valuing of authenticity, like we we love people who are authentic. We want to li- live authentic lives, and yet here we're coming out with something like you're basically creating an augmented reality, reality for you, right? This is what you're gonna. So is that authentic? Like, how are you going to reconcile all these things? Does that make sense?
2: It, it yeah. does, because that's part of again some of the slogan that was going on in BMW's commercial, where they called this a truly human experience. And I think you have to ask yourself, I mean, well, what is a truly human experience? Like, uh, how's the, how are things supposed to be? How should our story go? Uh, should it be my own personal story that I, you know, change and augment to fit my personal, you know, views and, and likes? Uh, or do I embrace the messiness of life and the challenge? You know they they call this a digital emotional experience, but really, it's just a a, a digital individual uh, experience as you you know change things to the way that you want them you you again, you're going to that buffet
3: table, I'm just going to get rid of or not choose any of that stuff I don't like. That's a really good point, point. and as you're talking about it, I'm reminded you know this could turn into a really crass experience, right? true yeah. what is a truly human experience well humans are social creatures there is some kind of you know i-thou relationship that takes place that's different from i-it relationship right as we that's like right. to quote you know uh what, what's his name martin buber martin buber that's the one thank you now in all of this bmw just starts off with the the assumption that this thing is a soul or something, at least that's how they're marketing it, right? This thing is alive in a sense. This thing is a person that you can have this I-thou relationship with. Now, I don't buy that for many different reasons. And if it is the case that this is not a human being or not a person, um, this kind of what they're marketing as the truly human experience, all it is is you're outsourcing your humanity to something else. You're using something to stimulate your feelings, so you feel good. It's really no different than taking drugs, right? Using things to make me feel a certain way, right? I mean, I can use examples that are way more crass than just drugs. I mean, drugs are pretty crass, I and mean, don't get me wrong, it's, it can—it's pretty horrible. <laughs> but there are other many examples that are just as crass. I should say that is one of my concerns. Like, what do you guys think?
1: I, I would say one of my, one of my concerns too is. So if this thing is supposed to be able to gauge your emotions and gauge your feelings as it's presented, what and and as we're talking about already, there's there's aspects of it where it's going to make supposed to make you feel better. And if you watch the commercial, it's just like, Hey, would you like this? I like to make you happy. It's my joy to make or serve you, or those that kind of rhetoric, right? Who's to say it doesn't have the ability to read like a spike in your heart rate for, for negative reasons? Right, and you know, there, I just see you getting in a situation where a person's angry and enraged, and they wants to do something. And does this thing encourage it? Does it? How, you know what I mean? Like because they're so automated, if it's gonna say all the the wonderful, nice, good things, where's to to uh, what's the other side of it? What is the dark? I always think about what's the dark side of it, right? Like
2: you're getting at a really important point, uh, Troy, that I think we're confronting more and more in our technology as it advances. And that is, what is the right way to go? How, how should mm-hmm. the story go? What is right and what is wrong? And, and in many ways, as we've advanced technologically, we've found ourselves in the seat of God. It you know, kind of goes back to what exactly. was mentioned earlier, yeah. right? Because now I, I am the one who's deciding what is good and what is evil. And then you and I, all of us, will have to you know, live with the ramifications of the choices that we're making as we direct the way. That technology and of course ourselves should go. I want to bring something else uh, into this uh, this discussion as we're, you know, talking about, you know, cars. Uh, I, I want to kind of go back to the commercial because I, I, there's a couple things in there that, I've, that we've got to that we've got to talk about. This new vehicle from BMW can g- do something that no car has ever been able to do before. This car can change its color. And at first you're like, wow, that's so cool. You know, I want a red card today or I want flames today. But then I'm thinking to myself, okay, this could be so obnoxious.
1: Yes, it very well could. I mean, you, you already see... Like Maybe it was just a a prairie thing. I saw it so much in Saskatchewan where there were guys who had a beat-up car, couldn't afford a paint job, so they would literally have a bunch of their friends and they would just paint random stuff all over it. There'd be logos, there'd be Nike symbols, there'd be all this kind of stuff. But now... I gotta drive down the road with someone with like Hello Kitty pattern going crazy, <laughs> and you're gonna tell me that's you're gonna tell me that's not distracting? Awesome, maybe, but yeah. very distracting.
3: There's also uh, some criminal implications, right? I was gonna, yeah. yeah, like you know, like I'm gonna go rob a bank today. You know, I'm gonna go in with a red car, come out with a blue car. You know, we're
1: not gonna red car, uh, blue, uh, pearlescent. Uh, uh, uh.
2: <laughs> or I think about once you know you know, we get, you know, once we come around to like voting season again, right. And now we're going to have oh. to deal with everybody's, you know, signs or whatever. You could imagine you could start advertising stuff on your car or promote, you know, what, uh, a, you know, what person or agenda you're for uh, or who you hate. I mean, these days in British Columbia, at least, um, it is well known that there are many people around here who do not like a Justin Trudeau and they've got some very colorful stickers,
1: Can you imagine that on the side of D? (laughs) (laughs) That—that's the rally. Oh, like I mean, come on! Bumper stickers
2: are annoying or can be as distracting as it is, but let alone if you have full control of your entire vehicle. Yeah, this does not seem good to me. No. So
3: if (laughs) if some people are wondering, like, what exactly are we talking about here? Uh, So from what I've read. Uh, this car uses the e-ink technology, so a lot like what you find on like your e-readers, like Kobo or Kindle or something like that. Except it's in color, right? And so basically, your whole exterior of the car is this giant uh, tablet or
1: yeah, literally like a
3: computer display kind of thing. So you could put just about anything on there, like all kinds. That's why we're talking about slogans. It's not just changing color, although that's I mean they talk a lot about that you can put just about, it's, it's a blank canvas that you can put whatever you want on basically. Right. And so I'm like, as it is, I sometimes here in Alberta, I have trouble like shielding my kids from all these Oh man! signs that don't appreciate the person of Justin Trudeau as a politician, you know, that, <laughs> that sort of thing. And so the I, yeah. of
2: <laughs> But listen, tr- the, Steve, you'll never have to worry about this, man. Like, uh, these cars one winter in alberta they're done d's dead <laughs> d, ain't, d ain't gonna survive alberta bro <laughs> the ink is just gonna freeze on the car and it's just <laughs> either that or there's just gonna be brown like you know dirt anybody who's survived a winter in canada you know what your car looks like at the end particularly yeah. uh, out east like you can't see the car and you don't know what color that thing is anyway I, I actually feel like D
1: would audibly tell you, I refuse. Like, you don't want to go out there. <laughs> I quit. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me drive in that. But if you're wondering, yeah. like
2: this isn't, this isn't even sci-fi. Like they actually have this technology and it. And it does work on a car. The, the one thing that I was reading about they they said, uh, and this actually goes to the point we're bringing up. They, they have not figured out yet how to make it more robust. It, 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 it right now, they need to figure out some sort of protective covering to put on this, uh especially if they're gonna sell these things in Canada,
1: but you cannot have those things glitching <laughs> or getting hacked yeah <laughs> can you imagine oh, oh man,
2: is technology always good is it is it always good to advance technologically is it is it good that I can change the color of my car like is that necessary is that worth is that worth the uh, the effort, money, and the the tax on the environment to to do those sorts of things. I mean, I don't. I can't help mm-hmm. but wonder. At the end of the day, that you gotta. We that we're gonna have to eventually ask ask some of those hard questions. Like, hey, yeah, we can do it, but should we? Should we do it? Take something like
1: the streaming world now with music and video and all those sorts of things you you went from artists being able to spend hours and years or months working on a project putting it on a physical disc putting it on you know doing something putting it on itunes where people could purchase and the value of the value of music was way higher now music isn't appreciated the same way and some people are like no i still love music i'm like yes but You'll listen to an album, but three or four of your favorite artists could drop another album on the same day. You'll listen to that one once. You'll listen to that one once you'll, and may never listen to it again. But they were like, oh, the streaming world, it means we're going to get music to our fans faster. We're going to get music to people faster. We'll get money in our pockets quicker. Sure. But at what cost? Because the artists weren't creating those digital systems. Hmm. Now the artists are pay- paying all the money to feed it to a system just to get their music online. But the record labels and uh, executives that own Spotify and iTunes, Apple Music, they're the ones taking all the money. And you got artists now that are just like, all right, well, I'm just going to puke out music at a high rate. So hopefully if I put out 50 songs in a year, I'll be able to make scratch the surface of what I was making before.
2: You can you can tell that uh, this one's this one's hitting Troy personally. <laughs> <It hurts. laughs> do, do we need it to do we, do you take a moment? Uh, Okay, so let before we we wrap this up, man, we got to get into the commercial because the commercial is ridiculous. And uh, I just want to say, if you go listen to it or watch it, which it's definitely worth watching, there's like three different commercials that I've seen that are out there. And it is helpful if you realize that they seem to be sequential. Uh, So the one that we watched first that I sent to you guys, that was the final video. And in that video, Arnold Schwarzenegger appears and you're like, and he's wearing something goofy, and you're going, what on earth? And it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But if you watch some of the previous uh, commercials, then then it more makes sense. But what doesn't make sense at all, and I'm still trying to wrap my mind around, is this main character who's promoting the car. Her name's June. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but June is cringeworthy. Uh, Super
1: on... robotic herself.
2: Yes. <laughs> and... For whatever reason, they have her using really old sayings. And I'm trying to understand if, they're, if what they're saying is, is that people are kind of like old cars that need to be upgraded. So, for example, in it, she says, gee, that's cool. Or she says, coolio. Or she says, with regards to Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's the greatest or heck yeah and i'm i'm going okay they have clearly done this purposely i would yes. hope i would hope yes if not <laughs> i've i've lost all <laughs> yeah, hope by in humanity. your editors you, but you, <laughs> i don't know like what do you guys think do you think is there something to that that they're kind of getting at this idea that people people
1: upgrade we upgrade
2: our language and now maybe we need to update how we see cars
1: I I genuinely think they were trying to make her seem as lame and as boring as possible to show that the car had more personality than the person. Like because That's, she was so hmm. baseline and dry, yeah. but the car was like like did you just she was like, "Did you just wink at me?" Yeah, I did. Like the response was like lifted and higher and even with the the whole wait, you kind of you kind of sound like me. Do you like that? I could also sound like that. And she just sounded way more animated. the car sounded more animated than the person. The car was more personal than she was Mm
2: -hmm. now. Okay. Now one thing I got to give it to BMW, I got to applaud them. They, they did bring in David Hasselhoff. They did bring in Knight Rider. (laughs) They clearly paid off Pontiac or something to do this. And it was fantastic. They could have gotten rid of Schwarzenegger altogether. I'm guessing he got in there because of Terminator. I'm not quite sure. And (laughs) it was weird. Yeah. Hasselhoff could have just done that. uh, And I think it would have been magical. That's fine. Uh, but but at the same time, uh it, it was it was weird. It was weird. Even the way that June says Arnold's name, I won't even repeat it because it's so terrible, this over pronunciation that she does. I can't forgive
1: her for it. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you don't understand. Like it was like it it was like she had been taking Duolingo for one week and was like, "I'm gonna try out my Austrian," and just went went for it, and it was just so terrible. (laughs) It
2: was wrong. It it was it was wrong. (laughs) So it's just it's an odd it's an odd commercial. So maybe there's they were doing that on purpose just to get people like us to talk about it. If so, job well done. Then Dang at this at the same time, I think they're 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 really playing off of this idea. And this again, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up is, you know, raising the question, is this the future? Is this is this where automob- automobiles are heading? Is this what technology of the of the future is gonna look like? And I don't know about you guys, but I hope not. There were some things about it I liked, such as the BMW's augmented reality slider i think they called it is that what they called it right yeah Yeah. where they're bringing up a lot of the dashboard that's normally within a dashboard they're bringing that up virtually into the windshield uh and Mm -hmm. that you can slide how much of that you want i i think that that's that's pretty cool i guess Yeah. yeah but again at the end of the day i keep asking myself with regards to all these little technological doodads that we're putting in cars these days, again, I just am like, man, this thing's just getting me from point A to point B. Can you just do that? Yeah. Can we just can we just
3: get that done? You know, you know, one thing that kind of kind of upset me a little bit was when on that uh slider scale, right, as you go up, you know, one of the almost near the beginning, I think it's like level two you start including your social media feed onto the yes. onto the car, like on the windshield, right? I'm just like, can I just not have social media at least while I'm driving? Like, can I have some peace, right? Yeah. Like, why is it that we're so trying to, like, I mean, as if our lives are, you know, not saturated as it is with social media, does it even have to come with me when I'm driving?
1: Well, let's talk about that because that was the part that I think beyond it being called saying it had a digital soul and those sorts of things. The part that was like, I'm going to customize this vehicle based on your social media. What does that really look like? You know, to to base your vehicle around your social media, maybe, okay, music, I can kind of understand. But just the fact that now my vehicle has access to my social media. Well, I mean, I'm imagining that I have to allow it to have those features, of course, but. Maybe not, but it's just one of those weird things where now I'm like, okay, my car is trying to, is, is literally curating everything about what I, what I search, everything that I like, everything I interact with everywhere, everywhere that I go. And like you're saying, Steve, the fact that this car, this car can drive, you become a robot while the vehicle becomes a person.
2: Well, in some ways, what, what you're saying and what's, what's being driven here, no pun intended. Is the idea that that's your digital. Yeah. Your social oh, media geez. profile.
1: Well, exactly. I mean, we could type LOL right now and not be laughing. We already do it.
3: <laughs> you know, we, we already do it.
1: You go yeah. on social media and you see some of the interactions that you have with a person. Was I rolling on the floor laughing? No. Am I doing crying emojis and all that sort of stuff? It was a way of expressing already a digital soul. And so now you're just taking it and multiplying it by a thousand and it's off the Richter.
3: I mean, as it is, right? we can create chat bots based on your social media profile so that you have something of a lingering presence your your soul is still with us after you pass away, kind of a thing. We talked about this in a previous podcast before, like it was a couple of years ago yeah. already, but just from that, right alone, it's like yeah when when I put something into social media, what's really happening there? like what
1: even canva has AI now. I don't know if you guys know this but Canva has AI. If I wanted to write a document or if I wanted to write a social media blurb, all I have to do is type in the keywords into Canva's AI and it'll write something that it thinks is suitable for me.
2: What's funny you should say that cuz my kids are talking about this in the car ride uh about this thing going on right now in schools where kids are using AI algorithms to help them write essays and and various things and you you're, uh and you're starting to realize, okay, that's probably not a good thing. You just a cheater. You're dumb. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly it, right? You're you're cheating because you have this machine write stuff for you, and then you present it as if it is your own. That's deception.
1: Listeners, I, I hope you hear us, didn't it? Like, understand that we're not against technology, nor are we, nor are we even against forms of automation. You know, things that help make our lives uh, better or are. You know, increase a person's work rate or just overall well-being. We're not we're not against those things, but I think when we think about things like this car, when it's starting to truly remove us from our societies, the communities where, that are around us, our realities that that sometimes yeah make us uncomfortable, that sometimes make life a little bit tougher. I think that is where things can be more real because. When you go through those challenges and struggles, and you don't remove the people that are around you, then that means that we can do this life together. That means we can walk together. And it's not removing community or a false idea of what community is. So, that being said, Knight Rider is still way better than D. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. It was such an honor getting to join you today. We pray that you were challenged and encouraged. The AC Podcast is a Ministry of Apologetics Canada, so make sure to like and subscribe on your preferred streaming platforms, or if you'd like, I could do it for you. There, all done. I also took the liberty of subscribing you to our YouTube channel as you can expect to see the podcast there as well in the near future. Ah the future, my favorite. Until next time, you know the drill. Love God, love people, bye for now.